Thanks for checking in on this podcast. You are about to hear an inspirational teaching from Caris Ministries. If God has used this ministry to bless you in any way, please take a moment and write to us at amen at charis.org. We are always inspired and blessed to hear how God is blessing people all over the world through what he is doing here at Caris. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at charis.org so we can continue making podcasts such as this available free of charge. Lord, let your spirit enter into us as we hear your word. For you said in your word, and the spirit entered into me when he spoke unto me. Lord, as your word is delivered, let your spirit brood and fall and fill us afresh and anew. Convict the sinning. Save the lost. Deliver the captives. Step back into flames. Cold hearts. In the name of Jesus Christ. Heal the sick. Let your name be glorified. Grant me utterance that I will speak just what you want spoken. Not just what I want to speak. Let your word come through me as your agent, as your servant, assigned for this morning. Thank you, Lord. As your people listen to this message in this building, beyond this building, across the world, anytime, I pray that, Lord, your spirit will fall upon us and our hearts will burn within us to love what you love and do what you will do. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I, I want to talk today. This month we are dealing with what? Kingdom investment. And today I want to talk on a heart for the kingdom. A heart for the kingdom or a heart for God. A heart for God. Let's all say a heart for God. Say it again, please. In Psalm 63, verse 1. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you. In a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Oh God, you are my God. Early, early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you. In a dry and a thirsty land where there is no water. This is David, the psalmist. Oh Lord, I am thirsty for you. I am hung. I have such an insatiable appetite for you. I am desperate for you. I want you, Lord. I want you, Lord. I want you, Lord. One day I discovered a, a heart for God is one of the most prized assets in life. A heart for God. To have a heart for God. If you have a heart for God, you have the best in life. Now, I'm not talking about material things coming to you. They will eventually show up. But let me know, the, God will give you what you need to make life go in the way you should go. Because God only sponsors his lovers. 
When you have a heart for God, heaven's heart is yours. God says that you are the apple of my eyes. God says that I have found David because David is a man after my own heart. When we talk about um, the great men and women in the scriptures who God used, one of the, the ones who stand out very prominently is David. Someone say David. David. Someone say David. David. And you realize that David doesn't stand out prominently because of his background. No. Not because of his parents. No. Not because of the family he, he was born into. No. Not because of his skill. No. Not because of his height. Saul was appointed king because of his height and a few things he had. He was from a wealthy home. You know, so he was appointed king because of his background, his upbringing, and a few things. But David has not got to do with any of these things. David was chosen by God simply because he had a heart for God. And up till now, heaven still refers to David. The genealogy of Jesus, Bible talks about how Jesus Christ, the son of Abraham, the son of David. He leaves all the rest out. But you're talking about three sets of uh, 14 generations. So many people, so many fathers, so many ancestors, they were all left out, but they said, Jesus Christ, the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. In the nutshell, those are the people who mattered. Wow. I mean, if you say Abraham, we can understand because Abraham is the father of the Jews. He's the father of the chosen race. Abraham is the father. And so when God wanted to select his people, he chose Abraham. So you can understand. But David, where did he come in? He's far in the middle. There were others before him and so many others after him. At least you should have said that, uh, Mary. Uh-huh. Others. But why David? Because David had a dangerous heart for God. You can't have a heart for God and you be erased in life. You can't be erased in life. Mm. When you have a heart for God. When you have a heart for God. When you have a heart for God. When you have a desperation for God. When you love God. When you love God, life becomes under your command because heaven is on your side. Wow. Bible talks about how the eyes of the Lord move through and through the whole earth seeking to show himself strong in the behalf of those whose hearts are right towards him. God has committed his backing to people who love him. God has committed his backing to people who love him. Love for God, a heart for God, is the greatest asset in life. Make sure your heart for God doesn't grow cold. Because it's expensive for it to grow cold. Let's go into further, some further scriptures. Let me finish Psalm 63 because there are a few things there. Let me just read it. So it says that my heart thirsts for you, Lord. Verse 2 says that so I, so I have looked for you in the sanctuary. Where? I love God, so I went to church looking for God. David said in Psalm 122, he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Because this is it. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. This is someone who had a heart for God. Hmm. He had a heart for God. Psalm 27. 
Many people settle more on from verse 1 and 2 and 3. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, uh, where, where is when the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, they stamped. Doesn't it sound nice? This is a nice testimony, powerful. That's what most of us like. So I know a lot of people who love Psalm 27 for verse 1 and verse 2 and verse 3. Because when your enemies are stumbling and falling, it sounds very good. Good news. The verse 3. The verse 3 goes on to say that though an army, a whole army, may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this will I be confident. Then the verse 4, which a lot of people won't go to that. He said one thing. Someone say one thing. thing. Say one thing. So before you begin to brag about your enemies falling, before you begin to brag about a, a, a host encamping against you, he said, in this will I be confident. What is your confidence? What is, where does your confidence lie? He said, in this. What is that this? He said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Before you go around talking, whom shall I fear? You must make sure this one thing said, one thing have I desired. Desire connotes love. Desire connotes, I have a heart for it. One thing, there is only one thing. If there is something I need from heaven, if there is something I need in life, there is one thing. Someone say one thing. One thing. Say one thing. One thing. One thing have I desired. And he said, Desire, desired of the Lord that I may seek after. Put you on the screen. One thing have I desired, desired of the Lord that I may dwell. That will I seek. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, and to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. Hallelujah. Having a heart for the things of God, having a heart for the house of God, it puts you on the pedestal of protection and blessing in life. Show me someone who loves God and I'll show you someone who cannot be a victim. You can't be a victim in life. You cannot. You ca- I'm telling you, you cannot. That, that is when afterwards, after saying that there's one thing I desire and that would I seek after, that I will dwell in the house, I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Then he went on and said, verse 5, said, for in the time of trouble, I don't have a problem. Did you see that? Did you see that? Now you are running thinking, God, why haven't you protected me? Well, you, you, you are not seeking him. I have a problem when people when they say, God, I was praying that you heal my, my sister or heal my, my mom who was smoking and smoking and had lung cancer. I was praying that you healed and my mom died, so I'm upset with God. Was your mom going to God, church? Looking for God? Yeah, she spent time in God. That's religion. That's religion. He said protection is guaranteed for God lovers. Protection. That's why when I walk around, I don't fear. I love God. I love God with all my heart. Mark chapter 12, verse 28. It says that, Then one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, Which is the first commandment of all? Jesus answered him. Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Verse 30. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. You shall love the Lord your God with how many? All All what? 
So let's start with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The first there doesn't mean one, two, three, but the foremost, the most important. Once you have this, others, every other one. Then he went on to say, then he wanted to say that, and the second is like, is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than this. First of all, you love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Physically, strength. Don't wait till you are old and you're on pension before you start serving God the way you should. Most of us, our physical strength have been invested in other things, chasing money. Chasing money is good to work. But if, the, if all there is to your, your existence is working to get money, there's a problem. There is a problem. Your future is very unsettled. If all there is to you is getting money, making money, you are a very miserable person. Haven't you seen in the city of London, people committing suicide in city, city workers. They have the pay, they have the committing suicide. Oh, I love God. And I know there's someone here who loves God. Yes. Someone here who loves God. Yes. Not because of what you're going to get from him, but because of who he is. Bible puts it this way, Pastor. He says that we love God because He first loved us. He first loved us. I want to give you six signs that show you love God. Six signs. So don't say it. We will see. So you have to. You can check yourself. Okay, check yourself to see whether you are a God lover. I'm going to give you these six signs to check. When all right. Uh, this guy wants me, or this lady is interested in me, or this man is interested in me. He wants to marry me. Is, does he love God? I don't know, but maybe, yes. Um, he's a good person. Uh, Alright, these are the signs. You will see. When someone loves God, you will see. Hallelujah. Amen. Sign number one. Sign number one. If you love God, it shows in your love for his word. Psalm 119 verse 90. Seven. Let's all read it out loud from the screen. I ready? Let's let's go. Let's read it out loud. Oh, your word. When you're reading the Bible, you come across your law, especially Psalm one one nine. Your law, your precepts, um, your uh, instructions, your commands. They all refer to the same thing. Said. How I love your law. It's my meditation all day. I love God's word. I love God's word. My meditation. I think about it. Instead of other, instead of other things. The word of God is on my mind. Now, whatever is on your mind eventually comes out of your mouth. There are Christian brothers. Some are pastors. And nothing, nothing reflective of God's word comes out of their mouth. Such people, if you are a pastor, such person may be just operating as a professional. Professional is doing his job. But 
When you love God, you have a heart for his word. You love his word. You love his word. Have you realized that nowadays some of us, when the revival began to show up on us, you realize that when you read the Bible, it's different. When you are listening to God's word, it's different. Some of us take the Bible, you can't put it down. You just feel like reading and reading on and reading on. And And when your heart is cold, the sight of the Bible is a border for you. Uh, do I have to read this again? Psalm uh, 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall know what okay, I Right. So, it is necessary when you have a heart for God, there's something. See, when you read this word, suddenly something enters your heart. Yeah. Because it's, it's, oh, oh, I like this. I like this. This is like a love letter. There are some messages, some of you, you will never delete it. <laughs> Even though he has moved on, you still. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who I'm talking to. Delete the message. Put some scriptures in there. <laughs> so if you love God, you love his word. Amen. Number two, sign for God's word. When you're talking to somebody and then the person says a Christian, saying, but the Bible says, oh, this one, put the Bible aside. You know, there is a heart, a heart problem with that person. There's a heart problem. Right, so it starts with God's word. Number two, if you love God, you will definitely to show in your love for His presence. What do I mean by His presence? His, in, in, the, David said that all the days of my life I will dwell in the house of the Lord. One thing have I desired, desired of the Lord that I will seek after that I may dwell in His house. The psalmist said, My heart pants for you, my heart desires for you. He says that early in the morning will I rise up and seek you, for I'm thirsty for you. Then he went on to say that I will seek you in the sanctuary. Yes. Jesus, even though the synagogue was a troublesome place, that was the only place dedicated for God in those times. So Jesus was. The Pharisees were all there. The trouble, some guys were there, the scribes, the Pharisees, the teachers. They were there, but Jesus will always go there. Bible says, actually, I think in Luke chapter 4, um, verse 15 or 16, somewhere there. Bible says that he went to the synagogue and as his, as his custom was, he had that custom. It was his practice, regular practice. A week will never pass without Jesus showing up in the presence of God. A whole week. A whole week will never pass without him. See, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Our world and our generation has made it like if you seek God, you are unintelligent. They make it look like if you go to church or if you seek God, if you read your Bible, there must be something wrong with you. So most of us are shy to even hold a Bible. So even when you are going to church, you won't carry a Bible. At least your phone will be okay for you. Your iPad will be okay for you. So most, most people, not because they don't have a Bible, but they are, they are feeling shy to hold the Bible publicly. In your, on the train, people will be reading all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff on the train. In the tube, in the bus, reading all kinds of stuff. Some of them listening all kinds of music. Sometimes you can hear it loud. It's, it's, it's excuse me, rubbish. You can hear it. But you can't be confident enough to open your Bible and read. You can't show someone that, listen, if you are going to the pub and you are so religious about going to the pub every Friday, I want you to know there is something better than the pub, the presence of God, and no one will intimidate me from going to the presence of God. Shout yes! Yes! 
Don't let anyone intimidate you. Unless your son doesn't cough. Hey, ah, opportunity. Jump in the duvet. Son, come, come. And to the extent that there, even that little boy is asking, Mommy, Daddy, why are we not going to church? We are training them how to stay away from God. A whole man, agile man, even let's say just Sunday morning, is still in bed, lying in bed, <coughs> holding television. <coughs> and your, your daughter, 12 year old daughter, nine year old son said, Daddy, are we not going to church? <coughs> Mommy, why are we not going to church? Oh, today we've gone to church a lot. So, what are you instilling in these people? They know you don't love God. No wonder after a while they don't want to follow you. Because the whole thing is religion. Now, children don't like fake things that are fake, they want what is real. So, most of us, we have given our children religion. Religion. Religion, religion. And said, I raised them in church. I don't know. You didn't raise them in church. They were in church, but church was in them. But if you love God, you will love his house. If you love God, don't let people come begging you. Please come to church. It should be a disgrace for you. That people are checking on you, encouraging you to come to church. You shouldn't need encouragement to go to church. Think about it. You shouldn't need encouragement to go to church because I'm down. God has disappointed me. I didn't get a job. So I'm even tired. And people have to encourage. Oh, sister, don't come. Come. You know, how are you? We need to do this. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's an embarrassment on your redemption. Hallelujah. Love for his house. Number three. What, what are some of the signs for the love for God? Number one. Love for his word. Number two. Number three, giving, giving, giving to God. Giving is a sign that, giving to God is a sign that someone loves God. In 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verse 1 to 3, let's look at that text. Furthermore, King David said to all the assembly, my son Solomon, who alone God has chosen, is young and inexperienced and the work it's great because the temple is not for man, but for the Lord. I like this one. Yeah. See, his understanding? Yeah. The temple, this is not the work of man. Anything you do here, you are not doing it for man. It's for God. The temple is not for man, but it's for, for the Lord. Now, now, for the house of my God, I have prepared with all my might. How, how has he prepared? How has he prepared? Do you know that people will see him doing that? Some people wonder, are you okay? Why are you using, why are you so... Why are you using all your energy to do the things of God like that? What's wrong? Why are you the one who died to save people? <laughs> With all my might. All right. This, this is David's secret. The secret of David. His heart for God was strong. So even when he fell, he, made, he sinned against God. God put it, they were able to match, sort it up. It didn't, it didn't affect his destiny. Think about it. It, 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 it did not affect his destiny. Because he had a heart for God. When he realized he's gone off, he begged God, God, forgive me. Take everything from me. Leave the Holy Spirit for me. Lord, I want to walk with you. Lord, search me and know my heart. See, try me and see if there is any wicked way in me. Lead me in the path everlasting. God, I love you. God, I want you. David had a heart for God. And so his destiny was preserved in spite of his messes. It's a heart for God that counts. 
When he, see, some people, if you say you have a God, have a God, you fall into sin and it, it comes out, uh, you find yourself, you say, they continue. It's a heart problem. But David discovered sometimes it takes, sometimes your heart can be so deceived. Bible says that the heart of man is desperately wicked. So you, you think I'm fine. I'm, you are not fine. That's why you need some other Christian brothers and sisters around you. If everybody around you is just some people who don't love God, they don't know anything about God, they don't care anything about God, sister, your Christian life will be questionable and will be in trouble. You need someone who will be able to, be able to point you to the things of God and tell you, I think the way nowadays you are missing church, there's something wrong. This is the problem of not being an accounted member of a church. If you are not an accounted member of a church, if you are absent, no one knows. Maybe you have gone to church B. Water garden. The Lord is my shepherd church. Uh, apostolic continuation church. No one knows. Because you are, you are, you are a church tourist. Like a butterfly. From one flower to one pollen. So, so people wouldn't know. They think it's normal. But if you have a commitment, when you are absent, everyone is on your case. Where are you, sister? That's the Christian work. Where are you, brother? We didn't see you. Is everything okay, brother? Is everything okay, sister? And he said, oh, these guys are proud. Some of you could have been missing certain services, but because you know people are going to chase you, it has kept you up. Am I speaking the truth? Yeah. It's, it's, it's kept you straight. So it's, it's necessary to have healthy relationships that can push you towards the things of God. And David said that Solomon, my son, is a great man. And because I have a heart for the things of God, and I've left the ch- watch this, I've left the temple for this boy to build it. He's inexperienced, but the temple is a very treasured thing. So David said he went further. He prepared gold for the things of gold, prepared all that because of Solomon. Solomon is inexperienced, and the work of the temple of God is a great thing. He had a heart for God's house. He had a heart for God's house. He had a heart for, I don't understand how someone can be in a, an environment like this in church and you passing by, maybe a chair has fallen now or water is spilling somewhere and just meanwhile I work, everybody saves me, you know. Anything about God's house is a concern. Take ownership. I know sometimes some of us, by nature and upbringing, we don't know how to do that even in our own homes. But you learn it in God's house. Yeah. Oh, am I not speaking the truth? Yeah. Yeah. If you like, let them take a picture of some place in your house and bring it. Hey! So, but then when it comes to God's house, it's different. You can't go to Buckingham Palace and handle the place anyhow. When you go, you don't even feel like walking. Yeah. <laughs> you look at the uh, marble slabs, uh, or the granite slabs, or whatever on the floor, and you don't you step in a square. You just because you are you are in Buckingham Palace. And when you come to God's house, they say no chewing gum. You come and chew it in there. When you finish, stick it under the chair. Am I speaking the truth at all? We are God lovers. We love God. David said, and because God's house is very important, look at verse 3. Thank you, Jesus. Moreover, because I have set my affection on what? On what? See his love? 
is love factor. Because I've set my affection on the house of God, I have given to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house, my own special treasure of gold and silver. 3,000 uh, uh, 3, 3, talents of gold and of gold of, the, uh, of oil and 7,000 talents of refined silver to overlay the walls of the house, the gold for the things of gold and silver for the things of silver and for all kinds of work to be done by the hands of craftsmen who, who, who then is willing to consecrate himself for this day. So David said, because of my heart for God, besides all that I have prepared in my office as a king for the house, out of my own treasure, I've also given. Gold for the things of gold. Silver for the things of silver. And it wasn't a problem. Our messages are on internet free. Not for, it's not for profit making. Free. Some places you will buy and buy and buy. Nothing free. It's, it's as simple as that. But the truth of the matter is, if God determines to build his house and the leaders are committed to God, God will find it without your help. God doesn't need anybody's help. God doesn't. When you give to God's house, you connect yourself to something that there's a... It's, have you noticed when someone is blessed? Do you know when... The, during the Queen's Jubilee, do you know the gift she received? Yeah. What does she need it for? But the kind of gift that will come to her because of who she is. See, when you relate to a king or a queen based on their status, they react to you based on their status. It's very important we understand these things. Pastor John, I have an uncontrollable love for the things of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Say, I love the Lord. I love the Lord. Second Corinthians chapter 8. Oh, I like this one. Lord, help me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I give you praise. It says that more of our brethren, from verse 1, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, that in the greater affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in riches of their liberality. Can you imagine? Their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. It, it sounds antithetical or it sounds oxymoronic. Poverty and abundance of liberality. The reason why certain countries in certain parts of the world are poor and continue to be poor is because they think some other countries must always be giving them grants and money. People who live for grants don't make it. People who make, you see, life, you make life by your giving. And you make a living by what you get. So that's, that's one of the problems of Africa. They always think America must give them money. America, in the time of disaster, when there's a disaster in another country, they will still send aid. And so they keep prospering. In their deep poverty, they, they were rather increasing in their giving. Watch this. <laughs> for, I bear witness, for I bear witness that according to the, their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing, in, freely willing, imploring us with much urgency that we would receive the gifts and the, and the fellowship of the ministry of the saints. They were, employed, they were begging, please receive it. Receive it. They counted it a privilege to be connected to the things of God. They were giving. It's a privilege to give to the things of God. It's a privilege. It's a big privilege. 
It's a big privilege. So, this is their heart's disposition. Watch this. Let me show you something. Verse 5. And, and not, only, not only as we had hoped, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. So, first of all, the reason, that, the reason why they were able to do that because their hearts were gone for God. That's why giving to the people of God was not a problem. God needs your heart first. God needs your heart. Tell someone, God needs your heart. Now look at verse 8. That's a serious one. Verse 8 of 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Give me the King James. He said, I speak not by commandment, by, but by occasion of the forwardness of others and to prove the sincerity of your love. So I'm not talking about these guys because I'm just try, I'm, I'm trying to command you or compare you. But I, I'm bringing up their story to prove that. See, your giving is a proof of the genuineness of your love. Does that make sense? Yes. Giving is a photograph of your love. Giving. So when you are struggling to give, it's a sign that there is a, a heart problem. There's a cardiac <laughs> arrest. <laughs> we need to perform an ECG ASAP. Hallelujah. So now, a proof of love to God is we give. So number one, we love his word. Number two, we love his presence. Number three, we give to the things of God. The verse eight is so clear. It says to prove the sincerity of your love. That's why we are talking about other people's generosity. To prove the sincerity of your love. Right? So, and then number four, quickly. Now, how many did I say I was giving you? Six. Good. Number four, in John chapter 4, verse 23, it's, it says something very profound. John 14, 23. Says, Jesus answered and said to them, If anyone loves me, if anyone loves me, let's all say, If anyone loves me. Anyone loves louder. Me. Oh, please say louder. Ask someone, Do you love the Lord? Jesus said, if you love me, then something will show you in your life. What did he say will happen? Put it on the screen again, please. If anyone loves me, what will happen? He will keep my word. What does it mean to keep your word? Does that mean to put it under your pillow or always put, in your, put, put the Bible in your, in your purse or your bag and hang out? No, that's not what it means to keep your word. Keep, give me the King James. I prefer the King James, the way King James puts it. He says that if anyone loves me, what will he do? He will keep my... Oh, that's the king. Okay, NIV. Let's look at how NIV says it. And then, uh, if anyone loves me, he will do what? He will do what? For the last time, he will do what? New Living Translation. NLT. NLT. What does it say? All who love me will do what I say. I like that one. Straightforward. Straightforward. I love God. I love God. Just let us know. You will do what God says. Whether it's popular, whether it's not popular, whether people will like it, whether people don't like it. When you love God, you will do what he says. When Peter and, Peter and John went to heal the man at the beautiful gate, Acts chapter 4, they brought them before the Sanhedrin and they discouraged them from preaching. Bible says in the verse 12 and 13, Bible, Acts chapter 4, verse 12, Bible says Peter told them, Peter told them that, and there's no name under heavens by which men can be saved. They perceive, no, they perceive the building. But verse, look at verse 19. 
They threatened them not to preach again in the name of Jesus Christ. Peter, said to John, Peter and John said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than God, you judge. They couldn't obey you. They said, we might as well obey God. Now, if you, Jesus said, if you love me, you obey me. So what was the problem? This was the issue. This issue of sin, sin, sin. Oh, I can't stop it. I just, I'm just, you know, we are all human beings. So every now and then, sister, your love for God is very cold. Bible says that in the last days, the love of many will wax cold. Right. So when you love God, you obey His commandments. You are not obeying commandment because a pastor said. You are obeying because God said. Yeah. That's why it's good to have your Bible. After a pastor has said, check if that's what God's word is saying. If God's word is saying, then that's fine. If God's word is not saying that, if you can't be convinced from scripture that this is what scripture is saying, please throw it away. Put it aside. If you love me, Kwame, you obey what I say. People who constantly continue walking in sin can't claim they love God. Because when you love God, you can't live in sin, you can't walk in sin, and it's okay. It can't be okay. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. If you are really alive, if, you are, if, if there is, there is, there is um, uh, life in your leg, then if you step on fire, you will know. But you are standing on fire, and you didn't know. And you say, oh, man, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. No, no, you are not fine. They need to rush you to A&E. You are not fine. You are either suffering stroke or something. You call you are not fine. You don't have a, a, a feeling. You can't respond to, respond to stimuli in the leg. Now, if you can't sin, sin will poke you. So if you can't respond to the stimuli of sin spiritually, that means that there's something wrong with your heart for God. Am I talking to somebody? You, 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 you blambast your wife, insult your wife, and hit her, and kick her. Or you insult your husband and give him a head. <laughs> and you finish, oh Lord, you know I love you. You don't, you don't. You don't. <laughs> Someone said, bend us, oh Lord. And then, number five. So number four, you obey God if you love him. Number, f- number five. Oh, I like this one. When you, if you love God, it shows in the way you, 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 you treat people. 1 John chapter 4, verse 20 and 21. 1 John 4, 20 and 21. Talks about how if someone says, I love God, you know me, I like God very much. <laughs> That's the Bible talking, okay? <laughs> and usually, those people like that are very pious. They behave like, oh, I love God. So if someone says, I love God, and hates his brother, he's actually a liar. He's lying. Bible says the person is lying. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God who he hasn't seen? So if you love God, it shows in the way you love people, you treat people, you forgive people, you handle people's messes. Hello? Are you very hateful? It's likely there's a problem with your love for God. You don't love God. If you love God, it comes automatic and natural. You love people. You care about people. The suffering of people touches you. It touch- when you see people suffering, it touches you. 
when you see things, I mean, you can't say you love God and then this is your neighbor who has bought a new car, but you don't, he's so proud. And suddenly you hear the, the car has caught fire and you're happy. Huh? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. Now, uh, uh, now he's lost his job. You, love, you say you love God. And this other sister has gotten married, even though you were in church before she came. Now she's gotten married. You are not happy. And then later on you heard that, oh, the husband has even left her. You are happy. She said, thank God. <laughs> He's the son of victory. Yeah. And, you go, <laughs> and then you go to her. Oh, you know, sometimes when you are in trouble, there are certain people who call, who call your friends. They are quick to come and mourn with you than celebrate with you. They hear you've got an appointment with the UN. They won't call you. They hear you've got a new, you've bought a new house. They will never step there to see the house. But they heard that you have been involved, your love or something has accident or someone, your mom is there, or someone is there. Then suddenly they begin to call. I'm coming. Are you there? I'm coming. I'm coming to. They love to mourn with you than to celebrate with you. Yeah. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. People who can't celebrate with you, there is something wrong. If you don't make God your help, men will disappoint you. Yes. Because human beings are very funny. Yes. <laughs> we are all like that. That's the way it is. One day we are very okay. Another time something has destabilized our hearts. The very person who says that, oh my Lord and my God, kissing you, they say, they say crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. Human beings are like that. So you must learn how to put your hope in God and love people. Some people will hurt you, but love them. Don't wish them evil. Please, don't, don't have time to wish people evil. Don't do that. When you wish them evil, you have disengaged God to prove himself right on your behalf. Now watch. So I like to help people do good for people, and I stay short of trying to revenge or trying to wish them evil when they hurt me. And I continue to wish them good, and guess what? They, they need me. I continue to be in a position where I won't need their help, but they will always need my help. Do you, do you understand that? It is a big secret in life. Don't fight them back. Love them. Love them. The dynamics of the love, well, when we go to K group, we can discuss that. This is a very big one. If you love God, let's look at John chapter 21. John chapter 21. Verse 15. So when, so when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than this? What did you just ask him? I can't hear. What did you just ask him? One more time. So loving God, loving Jesus is important to him. Yeah, he wants you to love him. He asks, do you love me? Like a, a little girl, a little boy who asks mom, mom, do you love me? Dad, do you love me? Or a, a wife who asks husband. This is the affirmation. Jesus asks, Peter, do you love me? So don't say, oh, as for God, he's almighty God, so it doesn't matter whatever I do. No, it matters. When you love him, you secure his blessing. When you love him, he does things for you which he doesn't do for any other person. So Jesus asked Peter, do you love me more than these things? And then what, what did Peter say? Yeah, Lord. He said, Yes, Lord. You know that I love you. He said, you know, you shouldn't have been asking these kind of questions. I love you. He said to him, feed my word, lamb. Feed my word, lamb. All right. Then, 
Verse 16. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said, yes, Lord. You know I love you, Lord. He always felt like he'd be crying. And he said, tend my sheep. He said to him the third, the third time. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved. He said to him the third time, do you love me? God was trying to point something to him. Sometimes you think you do, but God can see. There's a defect in your love. But God wants us to love him unreservedly. So he said, yes, I do. And he said, what, what did he say? Feed my sheep. The sheep here is talking about is people. Souls. 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 Let's all say souls. souls. If you love God, you'll be interested in souls. When you see someone has become born again, it's your top priority. Because you see someone on the street, the person is, if the person is not born again, do you know what's going to happen to the person when the person dies? It's going to hell. It's going to hell. No scientific programming can stop that. Anyone who is not born again, where is he going when he dies? Hell. Straight. Straight. Straight to hell. Now, so if you love God, you, if you love God, you will be interested in getting people out of hell's clutches. You will care about them. You will feed them. Help them become strong. If you are a reason why someone has stopped coming to church because after church you went to ask him, ah, do you know what, the, what they said was not nice at all? They I don't think they like you. And then, oh, okay. And then, because of you, someone has stopped going to church. Hey. You should make sure that because of you, someone will be committed more to the house of God. It's a sign of love. It's a sign of love. What are the six signs of a love for God? Number one. Number two. Love for his presence. Number three. Giving to the kingdom. Number four. Obedience. Number five. Love for people. And number six. Love for souls. Love for souls. When you love souls, it is a sign that you love God. How do you develop a love for God? Pursue Jesus. Keep holy communication, holy communion, okay? Relationship. That's how you develop a love for God. Keep association with holy people, people who love God. It generates your love. And then pursue Jesus. And then finally, the, the biggest of all, Romans 5.5. 5, Bible says that the love of God is shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Let's all read it together. Romans 5.5. 5. Put it back on the screen quickly. Let's all read it. Let's go. Because the love of God has been poured up on our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has given us. You don't have an excuse to say, I can't love. Because the Holy Spirit, if you have the Holy Spirit, he pours out the love of God in your heart. He shares the love. I pray that the love of God will grow in us. And as you love God, the Bible says that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord. The Bible says that no eye has seen, no ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. What God has prepared for those who love him. I pray that as your love grows for God, his blessings multiply on your life. As your love grows for God, you become a force to reckon with in life. As your love grows for God, you expand in life. Your, your love for God grows. God continues to increase you. As your love for God grows, people see that you are blessed. In the name of Jesus Christ, I begin to pray that Lord, give me a heart for you. Give me a heart for you. I want to, I want, I want to grow in my love for you. I want to walk in love for you. Someone begin to pray right now. Pray. Thank you for listening. 
For more resources, please visit caris.org or call us on 0207-740-9960. God bless you.